Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in. Start of a new week here on Outkick the Coverage. Coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Clay Travis not available in any areas this week. He's in Denver, a real NFL city, home of the beloved Denver Broncos. That's not why he's out there. (laughs) I talked to him last night. He had never been out to the city. He was... Excited to be out there. Uh, maybe I'll be able to tell you why I was talking to him a little bit later on in the week. But that means it's going to be me and Jeff this week. Jeff Schwartz down in Charlotte. He played eight years in the NFL. I'm Jason Martin. I played zero years in the NFL. I was overlooked year after year by sorry, a plethora Jeff. of NFL franchises. Jeff, what's up, man? You know, Denver is the home to the first team going to NFL training camp this year, the Denver Broncos. They go to camp in just two days. We have NFL football back in a short amount of time, and I think it feels like it's officially football season now. After we had the Wimbledon final, we've had the World Cup, we've had NBA free agency, all those things happening now. It feels like with the Broncos going to camp this week, and we'll have some more teams toward the end of the weekend that, that get to camp, that it feels like we're finally there, Jason. Yes. And we're going to talk some football on this show. We will have Alex Marvez join us a little bit later on this morning. I want to talk about Melvin Gordon. I want to talk about the 18-game strategery. Oh, boy. That's bad. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of things to chat about. But I think we can start with Wimbledon, where the Joker, Djokovic, got it done over Roger Federer in an just absolutely epic five-setter. I said on the Jason Mart Show yesterday on Fox, 
that you needed to get up and watch this because we live in a very blessed time as it relates to sports in America, being sports fans, because, and I guess you could say this in any generation, but Jeff, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about the guys that we've gotten to watch basically their entire careers and just how privileged we should be to have the opportunity to watch something like we watched yesterday because we're watching maybe the best to ever do it. And another guy that I'm not, I somehow is underrated just because I don't know that his name registers with guys that aren't bigger sports fans the same way that a Federer or a Nadal do. But I mean, past just the tennis, 7-6, 7-6-13-12 were the three sets Djokovic won. He lost 6-1 and 6-4 and the others. And that's his fifth championship at the All-England Club. And he's got a winning record over Roger Federer. And it's just outstanding to watch these three guys in particular do what they do. But I'm sitting here thinking about it. And I'm thinking about we got to watch, or we have gotten and are getting to watch, all of Tom Brady's career. We saw all of Kobe, all of MJ, all of LeBron James, all of Peyton Manning. I mean, the list goes on and on. Depending on how old you are, it continues to go back. But even right now, we're seeing some of the best to ever do it. Now, sports have changed. But just some of the scoring and some of the shooting. Steph Curry. We're seeing all of Steph Curry's entire basketball career. And the name that always hits the top of the list for me is... We saw all of Tiger Woods' career. We're still watching it. Right. But there is a snippet in time that we have gotten to live at the turn of the century here and even mid to late 90s to now where we're seeing some of the greatest to ever do it in all sports. I mean, if you want to go even further in individual sports, because that's what we're talking about with tennis and Tiger Woods, you can think about Mike Tyson. You can think about things like that. But you can also think about Michael Phelps. And Usain Bolt, and even some of the greatest Olympians that we've ever seen in some high-profile sports, Katie Ledecky and what she's doing as a female swimmer. I don't know that we actually stop because you and I have to continue to watch these things day after day, and sometimes it gets lost in the shuffle that there's 162 Major League Baseball games and 82 (laughs) regular season (laughs) NBA games and 16 NFL games. But if you could stop long enough to exhale to wake up yesterday to breakfast at Wimbledon and watch this five-setter between two of the five best to ever pick up a tennis racket, I think you can actually just appreciate why we're blessed enough to be able to talk about this for a living because this stuff's extraordinary, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, look, Federer won won at least six games in every set and lost. Uh, that's it's, it's amazing. So that's this is this is where uh, and we talk about social media a lot. I know Clay focuses on it a lot. Where um, social media is actually a plus, I think, for the sport of tennis. So yesterday, I was I was busy in an event. I had to make up and watch this later. Watch all the highlights um, and all of Twitter was like, you have to watch this match. You have to watch this match. You put on the tennis. Put on the tennis. I feel like. I don't know, maybe I just wasn't paying attention when I was younger. We didn't have social media, but it felt like you couldn't get this sort of attention to, and I don't want to say tennis is not really a fringe sport, but to not, not, not a major sport in America. Um, you couldn't get the attention to watch this match 
if you didn't sit down to watch it purposely. Like, I think people went to watch this yesterday. Like, I, for example, I would have put this on if I was in front of a television because people on social media were like, you have to go watch this. It's amazing. Go watch it. And so I think that's actually helping viewership and helping grow a sport. Because like, like I said, I was busy yesterday and I was looking for a television because I, it was people were telling me how great of a match it was and obviously it was and thankfully they put in the tiebreaker situation uh this is the first year they've done it uh and i don't know if they thought they'd get to it when it was 12 to 12 um i imagine how long it would have lasted if they didn't have that possibility right. <laughs> we could still right. be playing tennis now and people talking about playing five hours and in the heat that, that it was there uh pretty amazing um and to your point about we get to watch kind of the best play right now I've, i do feel like every generation probably said that probably right? I, mean, if, I feel like we're getting our athletes now are getting big well i don't feel they are they're getting bigger stronger and faster maybe we'll talk about this at some point today i don't know if you read that article uh it was baxter holmes baxter holmes article mm-hmm. uh very fascinating by the way mm-hmm. uh, as article i mean we're seeing athletes now bigger stronger faster um and you know a lot of specialization early in life but you know, people are focusing more on sports at an earlier age now. We're getting athletes, we're producing athletes at that rate. So we're, we're getting to see the best. We're seeing child prodigies end up being successful in their pro sports. And, and you're right. There is, there's a plethora of sports. If you're a sports fan, there's plenty of great athletes to watch. There's great teams to watch. There's apps to watch it on. There's social media to watch it on. Um, and it's pretty amazing. You know, if you, if you want to get your sports fill, you can do it now with with the amazing uh, athletes we have, uh, just in our country, but but worldwide. And it's fun. It's fun to be a sports fan right now. There's a lot of intriguing stories. Uh, the NBA fringe just ended, but the NBA fringe is better than the NBA regular season, which is remarkable. And the now. regular season is going to be great this year, I think. Well, here's a, okay. So the Clippers. So Kawhi is going to play sixty games, right? Mm-hmm. The Lakers. AD and LeBron, how many games are they actually going to play together? But those are West Coast teams, and they're not on until 10.30 Eastern. And there's like 40 million people in the East Coast. They're not going to step and watch those games. That's a big problem for the NBA. Well, I think that I think they're going to address that. I think that there's already been speculation of starting the games on the West Coast earlier. I know how, that that's going to displace some of those live fans out there yeah, and their and deals, but East Coast money in terms of television is huge. So the San Francisco Giants, the baseball team that I follow, did that this year. They moved their home games from 7.10 to 6.35. Um, so it's actually nice. I don't think they continue to do that, but early in the season at least, I was able to watch you know, three or four innings, five innings before I ended up going to sleep. So uh, that's something that they, they, ha- they either have to address or they have to put them like, on national TV on the weekends more often to get that earlier time slot. Um, but that's a problem for the NBA. I mean, it, it really is. But um, for agency is is wild and so there's just you're, to your point the summer used to be dead and now we have all these events in the summer that we're able to talk about because we've done summer radio now for three or four years it can be very tough to do summer radio uh, but I feel like this week we have plenty of things to talk about yeah and you never know what's going to bubble up to the surface this week while we're doing it I, I spend a lot of time decrying social media I also know that there's a lot of positives about it I do think that there's never been a better time to be a sports fan in that you are engaged should you want to and especially if you know how to put together lists on social media of people that are actually worth following and getting away from the refuse that you can also find out there because you can certainly get lost in that muck and in that swamp but you're technically in the midst of a conversation with millions of other people watching the exact same thing. 
You can read experts. You can read former players like yourself, Jeff. You can read people in the media. You can just talk about it with your sphere of influence, your friends, your family, however you want to do it. Social media interconnects us to sports where you can watch something like last week's home run derby in that second round where it was just outstanding to sit there and watch, and you saw historic numbers of home runs leaving that yard, especially with with Jock Peterson and with Vlad Jr., and you're constantly engaged during the NCAA. Even when it's a bad call, having Twitter during that time can be a lot of fun. Same thing with the NFC Championship game. Sorry, Saints fans. But... Being there to watch social media, to respond to people, to look at the people that you admire, that you care about what they have to say, and having instant reaction to that. Things have changed so great. And so the question that I have for everybody out there, and the telephone number is 877-99 on Fox. That's 996-6369. You should already have it plugged into your phone anyway, so you can call all the shows all day long and, and just rattle off whatever takes that you might have. But... And I think that this depends on age, and I hope maybe throughout the course of the show, maybe we will get some older callers and some younger callers. Who do you feel most privileged as a sports fan during your life to have gotten to watch? After watching Federer and Djokovic yesterday, for me, it's Tiger Woods. Yeah, Tiger Woods is once in a lifetime. It really is. I mean, and I've gotten to watch a good bit of Jack Nicklaus's career as well, which is... I mean, you could argue those are the two best to ever do it, but I have never gotten more enjoyment out of watching someone do what they do than watching Tiger Woods throughout his golf career, particularly before the accident. I think Tiger's got to be up there for me. I mean, he, you know, he turned a whole generation into golf fans, and we saw when he won the Masters this year the reaction on whether it was social media or just in the gallery um, around Augusta, whatever it was. We saw the the, you know, the reaction of of everyone there. Everyone was rooting for Tiger Woods uh, to win uh, and, and finish running down the stretch. I mean, I, it's a, I'm a little biased. I'm a Giants fan, but seeing Barry Bonds as a kid sure. and per, uh, growing up, and look, you can you want to talk about the steroids? Go ahead. He was the best. Hitter of the generation, um, you know. You, I know people are going to throw Griffey in my face. No, go look up the stats. It wasn't close. Um, and watching him do what he did uh, for that time period, even though yes, he was using. I get all that, uh, but that swing was was still pure. He still had to hit the ball, and so bonds to me. And then look, I, I mean, Shaq is. Mm. Quite possibly the the most physical dominant basketball player of all time. I think we forget because we see him on, on TNT now. And he's funny, yeah. and goofy. But he was he was taking other seven footers, backing them under the basket and dunking on them like nothing. And that's when he was a little bigger in Los Angeles. I mean, he was he was Giannis ish. Before in, you know, in Orlando, right, running the floor, uh, um, you know, more back to the basket. wasn't shooting threes like Giannis was, and wasn't really at the top of the key making moves. But I mean, just kind of body structure. He was just tall and thin. He could run, too. running down. Well, he the court. ran like a deer. Yeah, running down the court. He, you know, he did bring the ball up every now and then for fun on a fast break. But um, dude, dude could move uh, at seven feet. Um, I mean, he's the most physically imposing NBA player I've ever watched uh, by far. Um, you know, and then he got older and, and whatnot, but nonetheless. So I think to me, it's Tiger, Shaq, uh, Barry Bonds. And look, I'm not a big tennis guy, so I'm, I, I'm not going to throw you know one of those guys in there. Um, you know, on the football side, it's tough. I, I don't think there's 
I mean, Tom Brady is easy, an easy answer to be able to watch him for all these years, but I don't, I don't have that connection to, to Tom Brady in football as I do those, those players to those sports. Yeah, and I think that that's fair. I also wonder how many people, and I was thinking about this yesterday watching that match, how many people can look at what we're seeing right now, where we're getting towards the end of the career of Federer. We're, we're at least approaching the end of Nadal's career. Djokovic isn't going to play forever. And if you sat there and you were transfixed or mesmerized by that five-setter yesterday, four hours and 57 minutes, the longest final in Wimbledon history, 68 games, 422 points, 35 aces combined between Federer and Djokovic. I wonder if people have stopped and thought about, man, I wish I had been watching all of this for the last decade, for the last 15 years, for the last 20 years. Because for me, tennis was the sport I played in high school. It's what I lettered in, and I loved it. And I happened to be a teenager during the greatest kind of renaissance of American men's tennis in particular ever. This is kind of before the Williams sisters really began to emerge, but it was Sampras. It was Agassi. It was Jim Courier. It was Todd Martin. It was Malvia Washington. It was Michael Chang. I mean, it was absurd. I remember Todd Martin came and did like a skills deal before a tournament in the city I grew up in. And hundreds of kids, including me, were there to to work with Todd Martin. It was absolutely outstanding. And I just think that people watched that yesterday who have watched maybe two or three matches that just don't really pay all that attention to tennis and started to think, you know, I kind of wish that I had access to everything that these guys had done because eventually they will step aside and I don't know that we're going to ever see a Federer again. It took a long time to see one of them. Some of these individual sports, it can be different. So our telephone number is 877-99 on Fox. That's 877-996-6369. That's the question of the day. Your age and your experiences are going to dictate your answers. You can tweet Jeff at Jeff Schwartz. You can tweet me at jmartzone as well. Who is it? What athlete is it that you are most privileged as someone that loves sports the way that you do or you wouldn't be listening to us here this morning on Outkick the Coverage? Who is it that you're most privileged to have gotten to watch basically their entire career in the wake of what we saw yesterday at the All England Club? We'll be right back. Outkick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back to the Geico Outkick Studios. Little presidents of the United States on this Monday. Clay's in Denver this week. Jeff Schwartz, Jason Martin in with you. Jeff's at Jeff Schwartz. I'm at Jmart Zone. The show is at, at Outkick. The brand is at Outkick. Clay's at Clay Travis. And I don't know what he's doing exactly in Denver. Yeah. I, I didn't even ask him that yesterday. It's, an, it's an odd vacation spot for him considering that he brags about his beach house as much as he can. Yes. Very maybe much. the weather. Maybe the weather. No, I mean it was in Louisiana. I don't know. Yeah, very, it's very interesting. Denver. I heard is a great city. I've never really spent much time there. I know. I think he went to a Rockies game last night. Th- those are I've heard are outstanding games to to go watch. So, um, yeah, it, it, I, don't, I don't. We'll find out. I guess. Yes. So our telephone number is eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. That's eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. W Arbor is screening your phone calls, and I think we got a lot of of, of input on this. The question of the day, you can tweet us your answers, you can certainly call us all show long, is after watching four hours and 57 minutes yesterday, breakfast at Wimbledon, the longest men's final ever, 13-12 in the final set for Djokovic to get it done over Roger Federer, we are watching greatness of greatness of greatness right now. Federer, probably the best to ever do it. Djokovic, certainly right among the best to ever do it. And sometimes I think he gets overlooked just because of the other two guys around him. And Djokovic has a winning record against Federer uh, in majors. 
and got three, it done again three, yesterday. Three yeah, zero in the Wimbledon final against him. Exactly, and five wins overall at the All England Club for Djokovic. I, I started to kind of rattle off names, and you could go much further. You could go, depending on your age. I mean, you could go with Koretsky. You could go with Mario Lemieux. You could go with guys in that sport as well. And then, of course, the NBA or the NFL or whatever it might be for you. And I think that the age range will dictate the answer. But as sports fans, why we pay attention to this is the athletes and the the idea that I believe that today's pro athletes and even high-level college athletes are, are the equivalent of superheroes in our society. Superheroes don't really exist. But the closest thing to people wearing capes is some of the stuff that you see a a Russell Westbrook doing, for example. Some of the stuff that you can see a J.J. Watt doing in the NFL, for example, and things like that. Just how they're built up and how it is that they do what they do from an athletic perspective. So as someone that loves sports, you listening to us here on Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio, whose career, which individual athlete's career is it? that you feel most privileged to have gotten to watch because we have a long list. Even if you're 30 years old, you have a long list to choose from that are among the best to ever do what it is that they do. My answer at the top of my list is always going to be Tiger Woods, who's my favorite athlete, period, of my entire life. I would watch him do what he does before I would watch anybody else do what they do especially around the turn of the century and especially even dating up to when he lost to Y.E. Yang a few months before the dreaded car accident down in Florida in 2009. But even last year when he won that tournament and this year when he won the green jacket at Augusta, like that to me, Tiger has been appointment viewing in a way that virtually nothing else has. So we're taking your thoughts as to who your answer would be at 877-99 on Fox. Dub, who we got? All right, we got uh, John in Indianapolis. All right, let's go to John and Andy. John, how are you this morning? Oh, boy. Uh Uh-oh, we got a problem here. John, you with us? Yeah. Oh. Hey, John. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, buddy, what you got for us? Uh, I I was just going to say, I I think it's a 1A and a 1B for me. Uh, It would be Serena, and it would be Tiger Woods, basically off of their dominance. And me as being an African-American uh, sports fan, the things they had to overcome during their uh, sense of greatness, you know, that just added to their uh, allure as well. So Serena and Tiger, are those, your, those are your two names? Yeah, 1A and 1B. Yeah, that would be my two names right there. All right. Appreciate it, John. That's, those aren't I- bad answers. The good, That's the, the good thing. Answers. I think it's going to be a very wide variety of answers, and I definitely think age – and other demographics certainly would play into it. Serena and Tiger, I mean, it's Serena and Margaret Court in whatever order you want to put it in yeah. in terms of the greatest women's tennis players ever. And Tiger, I mean, you can make a Nicholas argument. I think that might be about the only argument you can make. Uh, at least, I mean, I didn't get to watch Bobby Jones. Yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, the Will Smith movie is like the closest that I ever got to Bobby Jones. Who we got up next, Dub? We got uh, J.J. in Indiana. All right, J.J. in Indiana. What's up, J.J.? Hey, good morning, guys. You know I always appreciate the show coming off third shift. Listen to you guys on the way home. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Hey, I've got four. I know you got a lot of calls. I'll make them really quick. Andre Agassi, because he was always undersized, I got to see him start. And for what he did for his size and everything, dominant player. Loved him. Football-wise, Drew Brees, being a Purdue alum, I was able to watch him from the get-go and have him not make the first round and everything like that, what he did and what he does. Come on now. 
Yeah, I mean, that's good. Yeah, Miller. yeah, no, you're right, JJ. And I think that's the other thing is where you come from. I mean, I do think it's going to be regionalized. I mean, Jeff, you mentioned Barry Bonds, and you're a Giants fan. Yes. And I mean, I I remembered marveling at what Barry Bonds was doing when he was still wearing a Pirates uniform when I was a Braves fan and watching us go toe to toe with them year after year. But it definitely depends on where your fandom lies. I don't know, like, I, objectively, if I was looking at team sports and teams that I'd never necessarily pull for, I feel pretty privileged to have gotten to watch this entire Patriots era. I mean, you can look at, at things outside yeah. maybe your realm and, and point to them, but certainly, if you're a Giants fan, you got to watch all of Barry's career. I got to watch Barry in person one time in a playoff game in Atlanta, and he hit a home run off John Smoltz. <laughs> and even as a Braves fan, I like the idea that I got to see Barry Bonds hit a home run in a playoff game. And, and that was obviously pre-Giants. You know, the, Giants. You know, the, the thing with football, and, and we've had Drew Brees mention, we talked about Tom Brady, is, you know, as much as there are individual stars, it very much is a team sport. And I think a lot of times as football fans, we root for our team and not for the player. Now, it's changing, I think, with the younger kids now. And because of Madden and fantasy football, you know, a lot of young kids who are fans of the game root for a player or a couple players and they follow them throughout their career. A lot of us, Jason, me, you, a lot of our callers root for teams, most likely. Mm-hmm. And and to your point, we're going to choose the favorite player of our favorite team. Or like our last caller went to Purdue, Purdue alum, followed Drew Brees around. But I, think, I don't think we're going to get a lot of football answers. Because, again, it, it's kind of a team, right? We root for the team. And as much as you're a good individual player, like a Tom Brady, there's also a lot of factors that go into winning on, football, on the football side. And it's going to be tough, in my opinion, to see a lot of people talk about football players in this in this kind of segment here yeah i mean i thought perhaps you would hear some running backs you'd hear quarterbacks and running backs those might be the two and maybe you'd even hear a Deion sanders like it's possible you you might hear an answer like that but i, I do think that you make a point let's go out to eddie garcia and then we'll get back to this topic Eight seven seven ninety nine on fox that's eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. edmund what is your answer to our question I know you're a Steelers fan, and then you have some some varying tastes outside of that. But who is it that you feel most privileged to have gotten to watch their whole sports career? You know what? I uh, had an. I'm not originally from Los Angeles. I'm from Central California. But I had a night where I was in L.A. and on back to back nights at the Forum, I saw Magic Johnson and Wayne Gretzky play. Okay, and that was. And it wasn't like they, you know, they didn't have like huge games, but just seeing those two guys on back to back nights. Knowing that they were like the greats of, of their sport was pretty awesome. Yeah, getting to see Magic and Gretzky. Yeah, that's quite a two day stretch right that there. That was awesome, yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. 877 on Fox. That's 877 How do you answer that question? We're taking a lot of tweets, too, and we'll read some of those for you. We are coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios, by the way. Great news. There is a quick and easy way that you could save money. All you got to do is switch to Geico. It takes 15 minutes, maybe, to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to geico.com and see how much you could save. Jeff Schwartz is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Jason Martin, that's me. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. W. Yarborough with me. Edmund Garcia is our update anchor. Where, where, where do you go with the adjectives? Uh, that's Brian Finley. Brian Finley. That's amazing. That's- <laughs> Yeah, he's 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 one of a kind. No question about that. So let's see. We'll get some calls here in a second. But Cameron Bryant says, "Here's a few." Allen Iverson couldn't stand him, but Allen Iverson, Jerry Rice, Emmett Smith, Barry Sanders, Deion Sanders. So there you go. 
a few running backs and Dion. Those are some names I thought you would see. Somebody send a Brian sends us a gif of Tom Brady. Uh, someone whose name is Marcus Mariota's stiff arm sends us a photo of LeBron James. So, and I think LeBron's probably definitely an answer. Yeah, I guess we, for I, sure. we just I think we just don't appreciate him sometimes. I mean, LeBron. Uh, yeah, which is odd. I mean, and maybe because right now there's we're we're talking about you know Russ and Harden and and other NBA players through free agency. But yeah, I mean, LeBron has got to be up there. I mean, I I go to one basketball game a year in Charlotte, and it's when LeBron shows up. Whether it's with yeah. The Heat, the Cavs, the Lakers. It's the only one I go to every year um, because watching him play in person, I, I got a chance to do it in the preseason in 2013. The, the Heat came to Kansas City, um, and we had seats on the court at least for a little bit of time. I just kind of moved there. My seat wasn't there, but mm-hmm. there was no one sitting courtside for like two for like the first half. So I just went and sat there. Um, it was amazing. A preseason game. It was it was unbelievable what I, I watching him play in person. Yeah, if you get close to an NBA game, you realize that you have to get close to an NBA game to understand the speed it's, of those games. The physicality is yeah. way more physical than you'd ever imagine. Uh, and I've had the opportunity to do that a couple times. Now, not courtside, but at least low enough. And when you do that, you realize you're like, wow, these guys are banging. It's physical. Um, and it's pretty impressive to see bodies move at that speed, at that size. I mean, same with football, too. But still, basketball, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Dub, who is next? Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Who is it that you're most privileged to have gotten to watch their entire career in the wake of what we saw, the greatness on top of greatness on top of greatness that we saw at Wimbledon yesterday? All right, we got Jeff in Pasadena. All right, let's go to Pasadena. Jeff, what's up, my friend? Hey, guys, listen, uh, I'm a little older. I'm uh, 49. I started watching football in 1977 when I was seven, so I'm kind of biased toward the 80s. I think that, um, you know, I... To kind of uh, parlay what uh, Jeff Schwartz was saying, I kind of um, I was fortunate enough to watch Walter Payton live and Eric Dickerson and see Joe Montana play, and you know just a bunch of great players in the NBA. I mean, you know, you had Magic, you had Kareem, you had Larry Bird, you had I mean Jordan, obviously Dominique, uh, the Isaiah, uh, you know, Detroit Pistons. Yeah, Isaiah so Thomas, I think yeah. that. So I think that all those. I'm a big 80s fan and, and, and maybe early 90s fan. So, I mean, I just think that all those guys, I mean, look, I, I was fortunate enough to see Barry Sanders play probably 30, 40 times, and I'm a Lions fan, but I still think Walter Payton's the greatest running back ever. But, I mean, you know, I just think about all those guys. I've been so fortunate enough to watch all those guys, even LeBron and Kobe and, and you know, some of the newer guys. I've been fortunate enough to watch all those guys, too. So I think that everybody, you know, maybe per decade or per 10 years or whatever, you know, depending on your age, like you guys were talking about, I think somebody has, you know, a favorite player or somebody that transcended that gen that era or decade. Yeah, no, I agree. That's a, that's a really good take. And, you know, one guy I was thinking about from a football perspective, Jeff, I don't know that we got to see him for as long as we could have, and football and baseball perspective. I mean, Bo Jackson. Yeah. And getting to watch what he – I mean, he, it ended up being a little bit of a shorter run than it could have been, but a two-sport athlete unlike anything we've ever seen. But what I'm thinking about is with Federer and just the sheer level of – Grand Slam championship season one, and Djokovic winning five Wimbledons and having a winning record and an undefeated record at Wimbledon against Roger Federer. You think about the superlatives. We're seeing the greatest shooter of all time in Steph Curry. 
Like we're seeing something that has yeah. changed an entire sport because there's no distance where he's not potentially going to drill from outside. And you're seeing one of the greatest winners in NFL history in Tom Brady. And you're seeing guys breaking records in the Olympics right now. Maybe someone's going to break their records and this conversation could be had again in 30 years. But that's why I think it's instructive. Plus, I just like hearing from the country and what it is that moves the needle from them and what made it so that they care about what it is that we are talking about on a grander scheme. Not just what happened yesterday, not just yeah. what happened last night. You can get caught in the minutiae and sports just sports going to continue to roll. There's going to be a champion this year. There's going to be a champion next year. Next year, the Raptors are probably not going to be the NBA champions. So you can kind of lose a lot of this because it just continually goes. So I'm trying to just stop it right here and go back and actually start to analyze and think about all of the blessings that we have as sports fans. And so that's the question of the day at 877-99 on Fox. That's 996-6369. Or you can tweet at Jeff Schwartz, at Zone at OutKick. Whose career? Which athlete's career? If you don't have a specific one guy, then what is the team that you feel most privileged to have gotten to watch? Whose run has made you just feel overwhelming joy as a sports fan we continue down that line of inquiry next here on outkick the coverage jay martin jeff in for clay on fox sports radio fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live hey it's jonas knox and you know o'reilly auto parts you know o o o o'reilly who are in the business of keeping your car on the road o'reilly auto parts offer friendly helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs they've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock either in store or online so you never have to worry if you're in a jam the team at o'reilly auto parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car if it needs to be replaced they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back to the Geico Outkick Studios, little Foo Fighters monkey wrench. Clay Travis is out this week. He's traveling. He's in Denver. Jeff Schwartz down in Charlotte. I don't know if he travels on a basketball floor or not. I know I do. I'm Jason Martin. I'm here in Nashville. Jeff's at Jeff Schwartz. I'm at J Mart Zone. Question of the day after watching Djokovic and Federer in that four-hour, 57-minute classic at the All-England Club yesterday at Wimbledon in the final. We're seeing all-time, all-time greatness And we are privileged, I think, even at me at 40 years old, to have gotten to watch so many wonderful athletes throughout their careers. And just being able to not just have to read about it in the history books. I didn't get to see Babe Ruth, but there are a lot of this stuff that I did. I didn't get to see Wilt, but I've gotten to see Steph. I've gotten to see LeBron. I got to see all of MJ's career. I got to see all of Magic or most of Magic's career and Larry Bird's career and all of this kind of stuff. And so I'm asking, we're asking, here on Outkick today, whose career, which athlete's career are you? Do you consider yourself to be most privileged to have gotten to watch throughout? We've got a ton of tweets, and we're going to read some of those. But let's get to some phone calls. Dub, who we got up first this segment? All right, let's go to California. Talk to our good buddy Joe in Bakersfield. Oh no, Joe in Bakersfield. How are you, Joe? Yeah, hello. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, uh, I like the Raiders because they anytime they beat the Steelers because they had Terry Bradshaw. Uh, that's why I got watching football to begin with, and I like hockey because I always like to watch the fights. Yeah. Very good, Joe. Thank you very much. So, just the Raiders. The Raiders. Enjoy that hard oh, knocks hard, this summer, Oh, Joe. it's going to be just incredible. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be I, absolutely glorious. I was just doing this offensive line thing this weekend, and I was, we were talking about the Raiders a little bit, and I was like, you know what? We haven't heard much about Richie Incognito. We haven't heard any fights, any stories. And two minutes later, the tweet he's been suspended. Here, he's suspended. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's, that's 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 why. And there we go. Um, yeah, uh, Hard Knocks is going to be. I think it's going to be epic. Better than Game of Thrones, man. It's going to be the best drama slash comedy on HBO all year, uh, maybe outside of Chernobyl. Chernobyl was absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, it will be better as as much as I defended Game of Thrones this year. Hard Knocks hopefully should be better than Game of Thrones this year. I can't wait I'm, for. It. I just I'm can't wait talk- football to be back. I just watch. I've been watching football highlights. Just been getting on Game Pass, just watching things. Just I was around some college players this weekend, just hearing them talk about the season. Like it's just, oh, I can't wait for it. We're going to talk some football in the in the next hour. Alex Marvez will join us. We might talk a little hard knocks as well. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Who's next up? We got George in California. All right, man. A lot of Cali calls this morning. George, how are you? I'm doing good. Good man. That's good to hear. Uh, real quick, uh, Schwartz, uh, you're from the Central Valley. 
I'm from Los Angeles. Oh, are you? Okay, I thought I, before you guys went to break, I thought I heard you say you were from the Central Valley, but I heard no, wrong. No, call, I'll call, but, uh, I'll call, one of the callers said that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my guy, I know you already touched on it, would be uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots. Uh, being a Cali guy and liking the Patriots, I always caught a lot of flack, but uh, the year that they played the Falcons... Uh, I was ready to throw in the towel on him, you know, and uh, he sh- he showed his greatness. I really w- I went over to my neighbor's house, didn't even want to watch the game no more, and uh, he I think he really showed everybody his greatness there. I mean, you're not going to get me to say Tom Brady's not great. Appreciate the phone call. What's up next, Dub? We got Derek in Iowa. Hey, another state. Let's go to Iowa, Derek. What's up, my friend? Good morning, boys. Morning. Hey, uh, girl. I'm in Iowa, but I grew up in the New England area, so of course Brady's up there. But I always look back at who I used to scream uh, their name out when I used to play basketball, and that was Bird growing up in the yeah. 70s and 80s. Me too. And then uh, kind of going to another sport, Tyson, I think, affected a lot of people no matter uh, where you lived. Um, we always did the pay-per-view immediately for those 30 seconds of fighting. Um, and paid <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think uh, – would be Bird and then uh, Brady and then Tyson. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, that short window when Tyson was dominant, I don't know that we've ever seen anything quite like that. I mean, people were afraid yeah. to get into a boxing ring against that guy. Uh, yes, and um, to Larry Bird, you know, I, I there's videos every now and then pop up on Twitter. Most a lot from from Rex Chapman. I mean, yeah. he he's better than anything anyone thinks nowadays. He's ridiculous, like, man. Like his passing ability, yes. His 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 defensive ability. We've all heard about the drive, but like the way he used to to talk to players and like call out things he was going to do, and just the savageness of Larry Bird. I love him. I man. think is is underrated. It's, it's, it's definitely underrated. underrated. Now. I watched. I got. To, I had a Celtic shirt growing up just because I loved Larry Bird so much. And yeah, I tried to emulate him. Didn't really work out. But at least I got behind a microphone to talk about Larry Bird for a living and get paid to do that. We were taking a ton of tweets. I'm going to give Ben Johnson some credit here. He writes, "Joey Chestnut, a true champion. Well done. I'm hopefully that's a troll. If it's true, then please unfollow us immediately." On social media, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. That's nine nine six six three six nine. Whose career are you most privileged to have seen? That's the question we're asking all day. Alex Marvez coming up and some NFL chatter. Stick around next. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at six a.m. Eastern, three a.m. Pacific. Hour number two of the program. One hour down. Fourteen hours remain in your Outkick week. We're coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Jeff Schwartz played in the NFL for eight years. He's at Jeff Schwartz. He's down in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm Jason Martin at Jmart Zone here in Nashville, Tennessee. WR wrote with me. He's screening your phone calls at 877-99 on Fox. That's 996-6369. We watch Federer and Djokovic go four hours and 57 minutes in the longest men's Wimbledon final we've ever seen. 13-12 final set, just an incredible sporting event. And so the question that came to my mind watching it, and I actually said in advance, I said it on my Fox Sports Radio Sunday morning show, that you can probably hear wherever it is that you're listening to us right now. To I, I told people, get up and watch this, because we're watching the best to ever do it potentially two of the top five best, probably the best being one of them, and that's the guy that lost. And Djokovic might end up with more majors than all of them, which maybe we'll bring in Dub here in a second and talk about that. But 
We're seeing greatness on top of greatness on top of greatness. And we're seeing the greatest shooter of all time in the NBA with Steph Curry. And we're seeing an unbelievable winner right now in Tom Brady. We're getting to watch all of Nick Saban's coaching career. We are we got to watch Dabo Swinney when he got to Clemson for the first couple of years and now what he's become. We got to watch Bill Belichick. Most of us got to watch Bill Walsh, or at least I did, at 40 years old. We got to watch all of Jordan, all of Shaq, all of LeBron, all of Kobe, all of these guys across sports, and that's just a few of them. And so the question we're asking is, who as a sports fan do you feel most privileged to have gotten to watch their entire career? Because I don't know that we stop because sports doesn't and actually just marvel at what we're lucky enough to get to see whether or not it's in person or on television maybe you've even spent exorbitant money you didn't have to make some kind of pilgrimage to see somebody and for me and i've only gotten to see him play in person one time it's always going to be tiger woods to me because of how transcendent he was and how much appointment viewing he creates even now And just the galleries that follow him, when I got to go to Firestone in Akron, Ohio, and I still can't believe how close you can get to pro golfers. Yes. I mean, I was three feet away from Tiger Woods, and it's just like, it surprises me that there are not incidents, and everyone is so well behaved, because it only takes one knucklehead, Jeff. Correct. One time. Is Tiger the, the, in person, is he the... Best athlete you've like you've seen. Mine is I said mentioned earlier. Mine is clearly LeBron. I mean, I, I watching right. in person. Sure. Um, like I said, it's hard in football to really feel that. I think from the crowd. Um, but is is Tiger your guy? You've seen in person who is the best. I think I think who you root for. You know, like, as a kid, it might be different than who you you you, you like better in person. Yeah, I mean, I got to see Brady last year here in Nashville when the Titans just summarily destroyed the Patriots in one of the that? weirder results of the game, uh, weirder results <laughs> of the year. Yeah, that was the, the the Titans had that home stretch where they uh, they had some some very good football that they played. Uh, yeah, their two best games were against the Eagles and the Patriots. Yeah, <laughs> and they won both of those games, but. Yeah, I would say it's it, I mean it's Tiger for me for sure and then I think Brady's probably number 2. I got to see Tim Duncan at Wake Forest several times um back yeah, in the mid 90s yeah. uh where I was living and things of that nature. I got to see a lot of ACC basketball, so I got to see a good many folks there. If you want to talk about just coaches, I mean I was on the field. I mean, you talk about I always open up my shows usually and say I'm blessed beyond measure yeah. all reasonable and otherwise and one of the reasons why is just sometimes you you are stunned to see where you find yourself. And I remember right. the first 2 years of being with Clay on Outkick. We were on the sidelines at the National Championship game. Deshaun oh, Watson wow. almost runs me over the year that Clemson beats Alabama and then wow. Nick Saban almost runs me over when I'm on the field after Alabama comes back and beats Georgia in overtime and then I find myself in the locker room doing work for Fox and handing my cell phone to Calvin Ridley so he can talk to Jason Smith out in Los Angeles and so I, I mean just all of these things I don't know and I'm in a in a more blessed position than just in a regular sports fan and yeah. I don't take that for granted but I just think we move so fast that we don't get to stop and just look back at something like we saw yesterday and really take inventory of what it means and that it wasn't just another sporting event. Like, we're watching right. just all-time epic, transcendent greatness. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you there. And I do think that we move so fast through society that we often ha- have to look back on people's careers and we don't appreciate them because we take it for granted. We take it for granted that people are going to be great forever. And, and they obviously are not right. Serena's probably at the back end of her career. Mm-hmm. Uh, Federer's getting older now. He's probably at the back end of his career as well. And we've taken it for granted what we've seen from those two athletes for sure. I'll just tell you, to get back to, to my question about in person, there, there's two really two moments three in my in my career of when I was in awe of an opponent. Reggie Bush in college, I remember mm. he, he ran, they called it back on a holding, but 2005, he ran down the sidelines for a touch. I thought to myself, this is the fastest guy I've ever seen in person. I, like, I was like, wow. Um, and that was right in USC's heyday. And Adrian Peterson, as a rookie, as a rookie, as a freshman, he, he played his first game of his uh, career against uh, Oregon. He rushed by 200 yards off the bench. And then we played him in 05 and in 06. And he, dude, uh, un- unbelievable. And then I got to play with him in the NFL. So I felt the same way there. And then Julius Peppers, to me, um, 6'6", 300 pounds, probably a little less, maybe 285, 290 when I saw him. Um, and what he can do at that position, a defensive end, and that size, I uh, played against him in practice every day. I also played against him when he was at the Bears. And he's a guy that I was like uh, in unbelievable awe of to see in person. I mean, that guy played actual, significant, meaningful minutes for the Tar Heels basketball team. Correct. He played, he's not he like he's played. playing for a D3. Yeah. He was playing for one of the great storied teams in the history of college athletics. He could have played in the NBA, most likely. I don't know if he would have had the, a Hall of Fame career like he has had in the NFL. Uh, I mean, he's, he's I think, third all-time in sacks, second all-time in sacks, mm-hmm. something like that, which is pretty remarkable because I feel like we don't appreciate him enough, or really, because he played you know for the Panthers, and he was a, he's a quiet guy. Not, not a big media guy. Never won a Super Bowl. Um, you know, he went to the the Bears and the Packers and, and came back to Charlotte. Um, so yeah, he, he, just in person, um, watching him play and playing with him and against him, pretty 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 amazing um, to see that blend of size, athleticism, and strength, and um, you know IQ and just the way he played the game. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine Dub. What would your answer be? Is it a spur? Well, obviously, growing up in San Antonio. Yeah. I, speaking of in person experiences, my first Spurs game I ever went to. I think I was about six or seven years old at the Alamo Dome. And we, me and my mom, get there early. We go watch all the players warm up and stuff. And I see David Robinson in person mm-hmm. for the oh. first time, and I had never seeing a human being look like that and I was just absolutely in awe of I'm like oh my god look at this man I mean he he was Dwight Howard before Dwight Howard in terms of the way he looked and people like being around him though exactly. so there was a little bit yeah. of a difference between him and Dwight Howard that's a good point but yeah but for me personally it's the big 3 in tennis because I I love watching tennis I'm a yeah. tennis junkie I mean, they're unquestionably the three best men's players of all time. Roger has 20 majors. Nadal has 18. Djokovic has 16. And it, you were telling me, we were kind of talking about it off air, Djokovic's probably going to end up with more than everybody. I think if Vegas is setting, uh, you know, making a favorite here, I think Djokovic would have to be the favorite considering his age. The way he's playing right now, he's won four out of the last five majors. He'll be the favorite for the U.S. Open and the Australian Open. And uh, I think if you're making a... I think the number 20 what Federer has will probably end up being third out of those guys because you got to assume Nadal, his dominance on the clay, is going to win at least two more French Opens. And the way Djokovic has been playing, I would not be surprised if he gets to 22 or 23 when it's all said and done. Do you still believe, though, that Federer is going to be the one that's going to be regarded as the best between the three, or do you think that the number of majors would change that? 
classification. Well, the number of majors would have to, I think, change it, especially when you look at the fact Djokovic specifically, he has a winning record against Federer, and he also has a winning record against Nadal, and Nadal also has a winning record against Federer. So the the way we value, you know, you know, titles and major championships today, and you know, in individual sports like golf and tennis, it's going to be hard. To uh, to claim that if Roger has you know third most that he's the greatest, especially uh, considering the head head record between Djokovic and Nadal. So a lot of tweets coming in. Mike tweets us a gif of Tiger Woods. Mike is correct. Travis Clay sends us Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan. We've got Bo Jackson, hands down the best athlete of our generation, all-star for two sports if it wasn't for injuries, probably in both Hall of Fames. Another one for Barry Sanders comes in, another Jordan. Joe Montana gets his first mention on here. Growing up in the Jordan era, I didn't get to see his entire career, but watching Kobe was great for me personally. I think Kobe would be an answer that we would see. Joey Chestnut, I mentioned that one. Did you see, Jeff, that Kobayashi has told TMZ that Joey Chestnut is a cheater? Um, that he's I, Lance I, Armstrong, basically. I, I, oh, Jesus, I don't know. Uh, I'm not talking about PEDs. I'm just. Oh, I was. I was like. I was like. Oh, we have. I don't PEDs. think Joey Chestnut's juicing to. I said, I said we have PEDs for for competitive eating now. I don't. Th- um, I don't think so. Uh, he's Lance Armstrong. How? No, I'm just saying cheating. I, I'll have to look up the story. I just how, saw. How this. exactly are you cheating? Eating hot dogs. I mean, are you feeding them to a dog underneath the table? Like, are you sliding six? I don't think that you could get away with it because people are mesmerized watching you do what you do. Lionel Messi comes in another answer. Muhammad Ali, again, age changes things. You got to watch Muhammad Ali. I see a lot of people. Multiple people saying Tim Tebow because of his college career. And maybe his minor league baseball career, right, Jeff? Oh, I, oh! I got to do my. I haven't done my check in a couple of weeks. I think since I've been back from from Europe. Let's see what let's see what old uh, old Timmy's doing on the uh, um, on look, the old if diamond. You, look, if, if you're a Florida fan, if you're a Florida Gator fan, I could definitely see you saying Tim Tebow if you grew up. Yeah, in that absolutely. Time. I, mean, I mean, what he did in college football is pretty remarkable. If you you know you're a Broncos fan, Jason, I mean, maybe that throw he had. Um, uh, oh yeah, doing doing fabulous. One sixty one um, hitting this year in, in minor leagues. Speaking of which, that's my top three right there probably is tiger jordan and john elway yeah i mean john elway is uh again i think a guy that we don't appreciate kind of his arm strength at least because just in that era you know quarterback play while very important obviously is not revered i don't think as much as it is now where we know that you know through advanced stats that passing is more important than than running the football and it's really hard for me to accept that as offensive lineman but look i can't deny what the data tells you um and we talk about big arm now right we have a lot of quarterbacks drafted you know josh allen big arm guys like you know that that we use as as an adjective to describe them as a player and and elway was that? I mean, if you watch Elway play, he didn't. Back in those days, they didn't really. Not all the time. Quarterbacks did not drop back in the manner we see them now. They, they didn't like karaoke, plant, step up, and throw. They were backpedaling often, and Elway would be backpedaling, stop, and just throw an absolute hundred mile an hour fastball on a slant route. I mean, it was amazing to watch. If you go back on YouTube and watch some of the throws he made, just kind of the body position and to be able to sling the ball as he did uh so impressive always impressive is alex marvez we will talk some nfl on the flip side melvin gordon wants money i don't think he's worth it 
There's an 18-game schedule that's being talked about even more, which would involve strategic changes. And I saw your tweet about it, Jeff, and I think you made a point I didn't even think about, and we will talk about that as well. We are getting closer and closer to football. Nobody better to break that down with us than Alex Marvez. He's up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestine tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their redestein test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back to the Geico Outkick Studios. 
We've got our buddy Alex Marvez. He's at Alex Marvez on Twitter. Alex, what's up, my friend? I am doing great. I am uh, fully, I, I sort of like about 80% recovered from, uh, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally from calling the All Elite Wrestling action on Saturday night, as you know, my yeah. side gig now working with AEW, but also getting ready for the start of NFL training camps. Broncos kicking it off this week on the 17th. Two days from now, they'll have their guys reporting, and we got some real football to talk about at that point. Yeah, I've got to respond to emails you send, too. I just remembered. I haven't said, oh, yeah. I need to send you an email back. That's that's not good work by me, but good job this weekend in that Thanks, sweltering buddy. heat. Thank you. I appreciate so, that. It was, it was hot. It was hot in Jackson. I saw Calais Campbell, by the way, who looked oh, nice. in unbelievable shape. And, you know, it's been an interesting career for Calais. I mean, I'm not sure if we're going to get to the Pro Football Hall of Fame with him, but someone who I think as each year goes by starts getting more and more in the conversation. He was at the show. Miles Jack was at the show. And a pivotal year for the Jags, by the way. You talk about a team a little bit under pressure to produce. This will be year three of the Coughlin-Marone regime and seem to have lightning in a bottle in 2017. And then last year, the wheels just fell off on this team in so many different ways and it looks like the indianapolis colts have lapped them as far as getting back on their feet and being ready to push to win this division we know the texans should be pretty good tennessee sort of a mystery team if the jags go in the fourth place again not so sure everyone's coming back in 2020 well just because you talked about the jaguars and about that division are you surprised that the colts didn't spend more of the money that they had available or or you just feel like Chris Ballard is is discerning in that way and that he knows that his team's in pretty good shape and he's not just going to go jump and spend money he's going to make sure it's right and at the proper time I think the latter is is a great point look at Justin Houston for example right he became available right place right time and they had the ability to sign him and he's going to fit in really well in that rotation but what Chris Ballard is building look at all these second round picks I mean, that he's got, and and third-round picks, and how he's building his team because he trusts his scouting staff and because there's a set formula for which they are drafting. They know what type of offense they want to run. They know what type of defense they want to run, the Tampa 2. He's able to find players that fit into that and does a fantastic, so far has done a fantastic job, you know, accumulating talent. We haven't talked about any of his high picks being bust or bad or anything like that. So when you're doing it, the percentage he's doing it, you can use free agency agency wisely. And also, look, keep, keep stockpiling cash to be able to keep these players in the fold. You're not going to be able to retain everybody, but to be able to keep these guys. Plus, let's be real here about Andrew Luck, too. He's making about $27 million a year right now. If he keeps playing like he did last season and reemerges as as a top-tier quarterback, which I think we can say that he is again, you're going to end up having to redo his deal at some point because he'll have outplayed it, so you're going to need cash available for that as well. But I, I think they've done an incredible job, you know, just knowing what they are as a team, and it's amazing. Sometimes the best things that ever happen here are the things that don't. I think one of the best things that happened to the Colts was not hiring Josh McDaniels and getting snubbed by him and bringing in Frank Wright because he's been a fantastic hire so far. So Yeah, I agree. So when you look at, I hate to say guys aren't worth money. I, I like to see anybody that can make money make it. A lot of these careers are very, very short, and sometimes it can feel almost like a, you know, like a slaughterhouse at times. It's like once you've outlived your usefulness, then that's a wrap. But I'm sitting here and I'm listening to Melvin Gordon, and I'm looking at him trying to get paid, and I'm seeing a guy that's gotten injured in three consecutive seasons who I don't know necessarily I can trust from an injury perspective and somebody that I just don't know about paying running backs, Alex. How do you feel about Melvin Gordon and, and what and the decision that the Chargers have in front of them? You know, the analytics tell you one thing, right? That running back is a fungible position that, you know, it can, you know, it's not that important to your team. But let me just say this. We could talk about C.J. Anderson with the Rams, but C.J. Anderson wasn't Todd Gurley. 
if you have a healthy Todd Gurley playing in Super Bowl 53, is it a different outcome? I mean, it wasn't like the Patriots blew the Rams off the field, right? But without Todd Gurley, they became a very one-dimensional offense. The, the Patriots simply didn't have to worry about running the football. And notice what the Patriots did. They invested a first-round pick in Sony Michelle, and he, might, he was one of the big differences in this game. The guy had a really strong outing, and they've you know, obviously reconfigured their offense to go around a running back who they made a significant first-round investment in. The problem with Melvin Gordon is this. He and his agents, they needed to be doing this in February. You needed to start laying, you know, planting the, the seeds, you know, to, to for your crop, you know, early enough, right? And I say that because now, no teams that needed a running back, Jmart, earlier on this off season, they already filled it. Whether it was in the draft, whether it was, you know, in free agency. But by and large now, the, there is no team that you can say, wow, there is this huge glaring running back need that they absolutely have to make a trade to get Melvin Gordon. Because remember, you make the trade, you're not only sending away a high draft pick, you're also having to sign Melvin Gordon to the type of contract he wants. So it's trying to get two things done at once. Had, the, had they done this whole protest earlier on, the Gordon camp, before the start of free agency, well, maybe then the Chargers can find a trade partner and a team can make, you know, arrange for those things to try to get the contract done at this this point, I think Melvin Gordon's a man without a country, so to speak. He's not going to get traded. I don't see that as a viable option. So that just leaves you having to play for the paltry sum of $5.6 million. And, you know, look, I'm not crying crocodile tears in that regard. He got a first-round contract as a mid-round pick a couple years ago. I can understand Melvin Gordon not wanting to have the wear and tear put upon him, realizing, hey, the iron, I should be, you know, striking now while the iron is hot, so to speak. And, you know, this is, I should be paid because I'm a great running back. And he really is. I mean, he's fantastic for them. And the Chargers would go piecemeal with Austin Eckler and some other backups, uh, Johnson, the running back for Northwestern. They still have on their team. But that being said, I think ultimately Gordon's leverage just isn't that great. I think he comes back. I think he plays, may not be happy. And maybe he can get a deal done with the Chargers. But this deal, I don't think it pushes the Chargers under any pressure of threats of Melvin Gordon not showing up. I don't think it inches them any closer to working out a deal. You know, a lot of players uh, are upset at this time of year with the, the one new contract. A lot of it kind of stems back to the CBA and kind of the structure of our, of our guaranteed deals. There's a lot of talk now about trying to get a CBA, uh, a new CBA ratified before the start of the season. I think a lot of that is stemming from the, the TV contracts that will be up after the season. Is this is just, just talk, or do you think they're actually going to try to get something done this summer? It sounds like the gravelly voice of Jeff Schwartz, by the way, on the other end of the It is. Yeah, you don't say. Good to talk to you, It's good. You mean the CBA that's paid your brother very handsomely, right? Just want to Uh, make sure. Yes, who had to redo his deal because it wasn't didn't have enough guaranteed money. But yes, the CBA yeah, exactly. Like, he had a, he had a great agent who's, who he's had a great agent who's helped him out. I would say that as well. And let's tip of the cap to Derek Gilmore and, and those guys for for helping him get his cash. But you know what? It's not just the TV money; it's the gambling money too. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Once the NFL names an official gaming partner and signs that deal. There is so much of a chance here that the salary cap is going to explode in ways that we've never seen before. For example, let's say that to be an official NFL gambling partner, to have, I'm just going to use a widget name, MGM, right? To have MGM, you know, like we see in soccer games, if you do watch soccer you know, but I'm just saying. Uh, but, you know, on the banner ads, right, that, that take place, Premier League, you know, when you see a gaming partner that's put out there. Well, can you imagine that during an NFL game and how much money you could be driving by sending people to go gamble on your games? And if the NFL gets back a slight percentage, I'm talking about 0.5%, because that's something that they were seeking, remember, right. when it came to the legislation. I mean, Jeff, the, the cap is just going to go crazy. And that's something you, so the NFLPA has to be wondering about, oh, well, what are those figures going to look like? And, you know, do we need to be maybe even asking for more? 
Well, you know, those types of things when it comes to a labor contract. So I think that, look, for the NFL, they want to, it's smart to try to get this done early. NFL teams, as we saw the Green Bay Packers last year, what, made $477 million, <laughs> am I correct, in revenue? You know, and I mean, they spent a lot of money because they're, they're building up Titletown for real and buying up a lot of properties and investment in infrastructure and Aaron Rodgers contract, whatever you want to say about it. But, you know, teams are making a lot of money. The, the question is for the NFL Players Association, what is it that you want? Do you want shorter rookie contracts? Do you want it so that your first-round picks aren't tied up for five years and then have you know two potential franchise tags waiting for them after that? Essentially, you know, just with that hanging over their head and knowing that the team that drafts them, they may not even become a free agent until seven years in. I mean, why does the NFL keep contracts relatively down, right? Well, it's not the NBA where players, it's you know, they find ways because there's no franchise tag to be able to play out their deal and then hit real free agency. Not like that in the NFL. A lot of times, guys, Jeff, you know this. They sign deals because they know they're not going anywhere. Right. So they may as well. So they may as well cash in because they realize that the team's not going to let them go easily, and there are real challenges into trying to play out your contract. So I think those are some things for the PA. But the big question is, what does this group of players? want from the CBA. The last time your leadership back in 2011, yeah. they thought it was great to get reduced practices, right? I mean, that's what it was. Yeah. Cut back the off-season program because it was a monster. That was a huge deal for them. You know how NFL owners feel about that, right? Yeah, go ahead. We don't care. They don't so care. let the yeah. coaches handle Right. The coaches can handle yeah. the players. And, you know, if it waters down the product on the field or we don't have the type of player development we used to have, well, so be it. We're still cashing in because most fans aren't going to know the difference. And you know what? They were right. There, yeah, there, right. It's interesting that that you mentioned that there was some chatter this week on Twitter about you know making the testing for for marijuana different in, in the CBA and things like that. And look, I mean, it's barely a test now. I, I would not focus on that. But you know, you talk to players uh, maybe more in the locker room than I do. I don't know what they what they're thinking this year. I have no I have no idea what they want. I mean, what what I think players should fight for is more is more of a guaranteed contract um, you're never going to get full guaranteed deals that's not realistic too many players but some form of guaranteed deals and obviously better health insurance what, what are what are the players thinking this year do you have any idea because I really I really don't and if we're if we're trying to limit Goodell's power which is um, while we might disagree with it it barely affects one percent of NFL players and again the testing for marijuana happens once a year guys just don't fail it you know when it is don't fail it. Yeah, I mean, and I don't, you know, and listen, not every player smokes pot, too. I mean, you know Correct. what I'm saying? I mean, Schwartz, they're not, they're not like, okay, no, I'll just leave that off the field. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But the point is that, you know, like for a lot of guys, it's a non-issue. Right, it's a it's a non-starter because they're they're not they don't partake, so it doesn't matter to them. And the weird part about player the players' association is this: the guys who are the leaders now are not going to be playing by the time that the CBA is anywhere close to expiring. Right, and that's a question that you have about your your union leadership. You know, and remember too that the the way that they now vote is a little bit different, and things have been very you know structured in such a way that Demora Smith is able to to keep his job and keep rolling on with a, with a very small group, a concentrated group of leaders that are influencing the Players Association. I think ultimately revenue and money is what it comes down to in revenue streams and trying to just increase, you know, whether it's the salary cap, whether it's contract structure, it comes down to money. Because, play, you know, Roger Goodell being the overseer of NFL personal conduct, that's just sort of gone by the wayside because, like you say, it's such a small group of players that are getting into issues 
that nobody's really clamoring to say, oh my gosh, I don't care, because it doesn't affect them. I mean, it's like when we talk about NFL headlines in the offseason, 99% of the guys are doing everything right off the field in terms of not being scumbags, not being arrested, etc., but it's a 1% that ends up getting headlines, right? But it, it paints the NFL in a certain type of brush. It's a great question, though, what is the future of the NFL? I really think the rookie salary cap is something that is a consideration, just because of how it has, you know, in some ways really just chilled free agency, and you got to talk about the franchise tag. It's weird because yeah. it does affect just such a small group of players that are involved, but those are players that are salary drivers, so to speak. So, so what happened, and I say a salary driver, someone whose contract helps raise the market for everybody. It yep. used to be that the rookies, remember like a Sam Bradford getting $50 million guaranteed before ever setting foot on Correct. the field? He, right. He was a guy that would drive salaries. Well, that's gone. And now you've restricted free agency as well. I mean, this was a big step backwards by the PA in a lot of points for the things that the union used to fight for back in the, in the day, starting in 1970 with you know John Mackey driving the truck as the first NFL Players Association president challenging the Roselle rule. So I think Metter for agency is really a key for the NFLPA, but again, hard to say from their leadership. They're a little bit tight-lipped about what they're looking for exactly. Alex Marvez, our guest. He's on Twitter, Alex Marvez. You can certainly follow him there. Alex, 18 games. Go. I don't even have to ask the question. That was the story that kind of broke over the last handful of days, and Demora Smith came out and said, look, we are sort of talking about it. Doesn't sound like it's particularly likely or imminent, but we hear about this every couple of years. How much fire is behind this smoke this time? Right. Well, it's something that they continue to discuss, especially in this labor agreement, because Roger Goodell, and if this is indeed, like a lot of folks have speculated, his last NFL labor agreement. In other words, Roger works till about 2023, 2024, and then drives off to Maine and lives in his vacation home and, and, you know, moves on to another point of his life. And, you know, might even be political office like his father. It could be anything that Roger Goodell does next. We'll see how that goes. But, you know, the, you know one of the things that he wanted to get done, if I'm not mistaken, was 20, I believe it's 27 million... It's 25 million, I'm sorry, one more time, $25 billion in revenue for the NFL by the year 2027. And what's a way that you can sell that? Well, through more games, right? And selling television packages and spinning off the value of those packages. Let's say one network has the first nine weeks of NFL programming and then sends it, sells it to another network for nine weeks of NFL programming, let alone streaming rights and things that we're not even seeing right now, technology in the future that is going to change the way that the game is viewed as well. And one of the reasons the NFL is so popular is because of its availability on regular TV and the fact that it's pretty much DVR proof. You have very few people who, you know, oh, I'm going to tape it and then no spoilers, I'll watch in the morning. Uh, it doesn't really work like that. It forces your eyeballs to watch the game live and at that point you're able to sell products so it works for the networks and able to work with advertisers and things like this so the more games the better advertising packages you can sell the more that it rises in value to the networks the problem is the human capital involved in all this and players involved in an nfl game and 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 jeff can speak to this because he's done it it's like being in a car crash every once a week for 16 weeks of the season with one week sprinkled in between to let you heal try to heal your body I just don't think that the way that the game is played today, that NFL players, they realize that their bodies can only take so much. Mentally, they can only take so much. And really, fans, you know, and and we'll see, because I'm sure there were naysayers, oh, the 16-game schedule in 1978 is going to ruin us all. Let's stick with 14 games, you know. And and look, the league survived and flourished. But 18 games, guys, I mean, things that I'm not looking forward to, if that ever happened, a 3-9 and team having us play out the final six games with coaches Mm. coaches who know they're going to get fired, Mm. players who know they're going to be 
gone. I mean, it's just, you know, it just kills it. And fortunately, in my opinion, the NFL Players Association, has it's, for them it's a non-starter. Unless the league gives them the type of offer that they simply can't refuse, like a huge amount of percentage increase, and I'm saying 3-4% of total revenue. So we're going to give to you to be able to expand this schedule to 18 games. Oh, and by the way, I'm not sure if you realize this, to get under the collective bargaining agreement, the NFL actually has the right to expand to 18 games. They don't need the NFL Players Association's approval to do this, but I think that they're proceeding you know, in such a way that they don't want all the players to just walk off the job and say there's no way we're doing an 18-game schedule. So, so far it's been a non-starter unless the NFL wants to pony up a lot of cash, J-Mart. I do not see an 18-game schedule happening. Alex, you're the best, man. We will talk to you again soon, my friend. Appreciate it. So much fun, guys. Thanks so Thank much. You, Make sure you follow Alex Marvez. He's awesome. At Alex Marvez. Dude works incredibly hard. The question we're asking today, based on what we saw at Wimbledon yesterday, that level of greatness, who do you feel most privileged to have gotten to watch throughout your sports fandom career? Tiger Woods was my top answer. I think there are a lot of people that have some similar ones, but we have some good ones coming in on Twitter. You can call us at 877-99 on Fox. That's 996-6369. Some of the issues we just talked about with Marvez, Melvin Gordon, the 18-game schedule. We'll get into all of that business coming up next. Outkick the coverage, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back to the Geico Outkick Studios. Jeff Schwartz, Jason Martin in for Clay Travis this week on Outkick the Coverage. Appreciate him offering us the opportunity, as always. W. Arbro's taking the phone calls here. Dub, do you have that stat that you read to me off air about the three guys, Djokovic, Rafa, and Federer, based on age and sets that have been won and majors that have been won over this last stretch? Yeah. Currently, as we stand, there are zero players on the ATP Tour <laughs> under the age of 30 that have won a Grand Slam championship. Wow. And there's only wow. one set that has been won by a player under the age of 30, and that was this year's French Open. Dominic Team was able to get one single set off of Rafael Nadal. And this was since how long? This is just current players under the age of oh, 30. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. So it's not even based on a year. That shows the level of dominance of those guys. Like, we're talking about Andy Roddick, who, of course, worked for Fox for a while. He's a friend of Clay's. We've talked to him at the Super Bowl and stuff like that. Andy Roddick probably would have a handful of majors had he not played during the wrong time with Federer and Nadal and Djokovic and Andy Murray. And that's like the argument of, you know, Carl Malone and John Stockton and Charles Barkley and any number of other guys. I mean, Houston probably doesn't win a championship and Michael Jordan doesn't go and play baseball. But having to play oh, against correct. that guy, that's the level of greatness that we're seeing. And that's where the kind of the the emphasis and the essence of this question comes from. After watching that yesterday and what we're getting to see, who do you feel most privileged to have gotten to watch basically their entire career throughout your lifetime as a sports fan? I know we've got a couple of calls. Let's get to those. Dub, who we got? Yeah, we got John in Long Beach. All right, let's go to Long Beach. John, what say you? Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Look, Good morning. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of partial to guys that uh, revolutionized uh, the sport. I got to see Koufax. I got to see Alcindor, and I got to see Ali and, and Tiger Woods. All-time greats. But Elgin Baylor is the guy that seems kind of uh, wacky. But Elgin Baylor revolutionized the NBA. He came into the league at a time when you had a bunch of stodgy white guys shooting two-handed set shots, and he literally changed the game overnight. If you look at the numbers, you'll see the guy averaged 35 points a, a season for a number of years, but he brought a flair of flamboyance to the game that the NBA never had before he came into the league. So... He's under the radar, but truly, in my opinion, one of the most unique uh, all-time great athletes I ever saw. That's a good answer. That's the first Elgin Baylor we've gotten. Who else we got, Doug? We got James in Minnesota. All right, let's go to Minnesota. James, what's up, James? Yeah, hello? Yeah, I'm with you. 
Yeah, man. I'd like to talk about Jokovic. He really put the string team attached to the tennis racket. He really got some good shots in there, and he was the one that became victorious. He reminded me a little bit of Jimmy Connors, a little bit of Carlos Ramirez going way, way back, and a little bit of Arthur Ashe, and a little bit of, uh, what's it, Andre Agassi. Yes. And I sound real fired up about it. And I love my Minnesota Twins right now, even though it took three out of two from, or two out of three from, uh, from, from Cleveland. You're fired I'm up. I'm fired up about sports, man. Yeah, I'm pumped up. <laughs> I'm ready to rock and roll, baby. How, what do you, how do you feel about the Vikings? I do like the Vikings' chances this year with all the draft picks they got. And they were lucky to hold on to my favorite tight end from Harvard, Mr. Mr. Uh, Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph. I know my sports, man. Trust me. I win sports questions. I maybe I'm not going to comment about that. It's not time to elaborate about that now. Let's get into some more sports. <laughs> all right, buddy. Where, where's all right, buddy. Carl? I thought I Kyle Rudolph was from Notre Dame. Notre Dame, yeah. Notre Dame on my fault. Sorry. The Harvard of Indiana. Yeah, <laughs> the there you go. Fair. Hey, let me listen to the uh, on the on the phone instead of radio. All right, buddy. All right, we'll let you go. Well, that was interesting. I, I thought he was making a like a comment on Notre Dame's academics. I, I, uh, that's I why think he I thought he played at Harvard. I wasn't going to let that go. I, I kind of was going to let it go. And Until he, he said, said he's that. a sports trivia guy. Yeah, when he said, I know my sports, I'm like, do you, though? I mean, that, yeah, he does. Same with I mean, me. I, I was going to say I was gonna say nothing. And yeah. then he said, I know my sports. I win a lot of sports trivia. And I was like, uh, well, you also mentioned that Kyle Rudolph went to Harvard, and we can't let that go now. And he's your favorite player, and he's from Harvard, except that he's not from Harvard. Maybe he's visited Harvard. It's possible. I mean, Notre Dame's a good school. Maybe Kyle Rudolph could have gone to Harvard, but he actually wanted to play in the pros. So he went to Notre Dame. I don't know. Well, we uh, we have uh, Howard's, uh, Howard's uh, Harvard's finest uh, with the Dolphins now. That's true. I mean, the NBA, you can get there from Harvard as well. Like, I mean, there are guys that you can... It's, it's not that you can't get there. But yeah, good. it was an interesting phone call from Minnesota, to be sure. Coming back 18 games, Melvin Gordon and Russell Westbrook to Houston. What that means. Hour three of OutKick is straight ahead. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Monday OutKick program, OutKick the coverage. Clay Travis is out this week. He's in Denver, Colorado. Jeff Schwartz is in Charlotte. He's with me all week. I'm Jason Martin, also the host of the Jason Martin Show here on Fox on Sunday mornings. You can hear that throughout the country as well. He's at Jeff Schwartz. I'm at J-Mart Zone. We're all at OutKick. That's the brand. Crew out in LA getting it done. Dub Yarbrough with me here in Nashville screening your phone calls. The big event in sports yesterday, Djokovic getting it done over Roger Federer in a four-hour, 57-minute, utter instant classic at the All-England Club. And the question we've been asking, we've gotten some good phone calls and some not-so-good phone calls and some really good tweets all show long as to when you get to see greatness like that, sports is such a continuous thing that sometimes it's fleeting. The good moments, you kind of forget about them. And so I'm, and we are asking just to kind of take inventory and take stock of this. 
and think about as a sports fan, someone that would tune into an outkick to coverage every day to talk about these escapes, basically. That's what we're blessed enough to do behind the microphone. And every time we get to watch a sporting event, who is it? What athlete is it that you feel most privileged to have gotten to watch their entire careers? Because at 40 years old, my list is so long. Tiger Woods is a top it for me. He's my favorite athlete ever. But I've got an Elway, and I've got Jordan, obviously, and Shaq, and Wayne Gretzky, and Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning, and the list goes on and on and on. And I think it depends on where you're from, how old you are, your demographics and things as to what speaks to you. And we've gotten a wide variety of answers and some funny ones as well. So we'll continue to do that, and we'll read your tweets a little bit later on in the program. But I do want to talk a little bit about Melvin Gordon, Jeff. Melvin Gordon entering the fifth-year option of his rookie deal, 5.6 mil. Uh, I mean, he's been prolific if you look at some of the numbers. 38 touchdowns over the past three years. He had fumbling issues as a rookie, but now just four fumbles and 862 touches over the last three years. However, just one 16-game season played. Missed nine games over these four years. Knee injuries, a hamstring issue last year, a hip sprain in 2016, and at a position, and you can speak to this, it's a replaceable position. It's even something where you don't usually go grab a top five running back. If you do, sometimes you end up with Trent Richardson. You can find a Camaro a little bit later on. You can find guys that can tote the rock for you later on. So I look at Melvin Gordon. I know he's really good. I know the Chargers are better with him on the field than they are without him. But he wants Le'Veon Bell money. He wants David Johnson money. He wants that kind of loot. And I look at that and I say, if I'm the Chargers, I might have to let Melvin Gordon walk before I give up this deal because at this point, I just don't know that you can – you can put stock in that. Like, there's just too many things about it, too many variables I don't like. Well, so many things to talk about here. Uh, and Alex brought up the the running back value question. It's been a big topic of conversation, really, for a couple of years now, with analytics evolving in the NFL. And to your point, you can draft whether it's. And I know Cream Hunt's dealing through some things right now, but he's an example, right? Cream Hunt, yeah. third round draft pick, uh, Jordan Howard, who, who really fought a favor with the Bears, now with the Eagles. I think he's still a good running back, fifth round draft pick. You mentioned Kamara, who was a third-round draft pick as well out of Tennessee. So you can find these players outside of the first round. Your Broncos, Philip Lindsay being yep. an undrafted fridge out of Colorado. Um, and you can find, or you, or you have a Todd Gurley, a Zeke Elliott, right? Saquon Barkley, top 10 draft picks that are also game changers at running back. But we've seen the position be devalued in the NFL. So here's the way I look at running backs. And mind you, I played with D'Angelo, um, Williams and Jonathan Stewart. The first duo would have 1,100 yards rushing each in a season in 2009. I played with Adrian Peterson, his 2,000 yard season. I played with Jamal Charles, I believe still is the NFL leader, all time NFL leader in yards per carry or yards per attempt, however you want to say it, yards per carry in NFL history with a minimum like 200 attempts or some, you know, some, some sort of variable there. So I play with great, great running backs, but, but the NFL now is not built for the running game and the value on paying a running back when you do not have your other franchise pieces in place is not worth it, in my opinion. The Chargers, for example, do have those pieces in place, correct? They have the quarterback. They have the left tackle, Russell Okung. They have the pass rushers and and Bosa and Ingram. They have the secondary pieces as well with Derwin James and the other other players they have. So they, in my opinion, they can't afford 
to pay a running back if they would like. They don't have to. They can. Austin Eckler last year, I think, averaged over. I looked this up over five yards a carry last year. Mm-hmm. So he was good as a replacement for Gordon as well. Because if your offensive line is good, you can make a running back look good. But vice versa as well. The Chargers do struggle on the right side of their offensive line. So the Chargers, if they were to pay Gordon, I'd be okay with it. Just like if. Um, you know, the Rams, for example, they have their other pieces in place. Okay, you pay a Todd Gurley. There's only one running back, in my opinion, in the entire NFL who is that who is a difference maker to where the offense has got to have him or will not work, and that's and that's Zeke Elliott. Uh, he does so much for that offense, whether in the run game or really in the pass game at the backfield as a screen catcher, as just a short short middle of the field, roamer, sidelines, whatever it is, he is so important in my opinion to the offense. Only guy in the NFL. So kind of back to the original question, would I pay Gordon? I, as a GM, probably would not. But if the Chargers want to pay him, because they have the other pieces in, in place, that to me is not a bad decision. Uh, again, running backs devalued. C.J. Anderson, by the way, got pretty upset uh, on Twitter because we're kind of using him as the example as to why you wouldn't pay a running back because he came right. in um, for for uh, Todd Gurley and rushed the ball very well at the end of the season. And part of it is kind of his fault because he admitted, like, yeah, I'm a little out of shape and and I'm a little pudgy right now and blah, blah, blah. Like, it, that's what it is. It's not that we don't understand C.J. Anderson was or is a very good running back. You remember him, of course, when he was at the Broncos sure. in the Super Bowl. It's yeah. that he kind of was like, yeah, like I'm a little out of shape right now. And he comes in, rushes for 100 yards, uh, and is playing well. And yes, they ran different run plays for him. So that's a long-winded ander- answer to say, the value is not there unless you have those pieces in place, and so yeah, I'd be okay if they paid him. Um, but again, I, I don't think he has the leverage. To Alex's point, he's doing this at a point where yeah, no I was about to ask you that. What, what when you think about that as a former player, and you just look at it from a pure, this is the time that I'm going to make this known. I'm not going to do it when teams yeah. could have potentially got me. I mean, the, the teams that lost out on the Le'Veon yeah. Bell sweepstakes, maybe somebody would have been there for Melvin Gordon right there. Like, what do you yeah. think of the timing of yeah. this choice, considering Melvin Gordon's lack of leverage in this situation? I mean, I think the Le'Veon Bell decision tells you everything you need to know about the value of a running back, right? I mean, it was not. I think the Jets were kind of bidding against themselves. I'm not really sure who else was in the bidding for Le'Veon Bell. I know people think he got what, what he did, what, what he thought he'd get. It's, it's kind of less if you look at the deal. It's really a two year deal for less than he assumed he would get. Um, I, you know, I, I would, I'm guessing that he has tried to work a deal with the Chargers and they finally said no and now he's using whatever leverage he has, which is a holding out of training camp to do that. But to Alex's point, you have to do this before, before the agency starts. Or before the draft starts, like a, a time when when you are valuable to other teams, and that probably would have been after free agency, when, like you said, teams that missed out on Le'Veon Bell or maybe a Mark Ingram, you know, the Ravens right. ended up signing him, whoever it was, missed out on the running back. Uh, but again, we we don't see a lot of teams anymore paying running backs that they don't draft. Le'Veon Bell, obviously, that's an example where they did. But look around the NFL. We had the DeMar- failed DeMarco Murray um, mm-hmm. long-term deal in, in Philly. Then he went to, to Tennessee. But we don't see a lot of running backs going to new teams and getting monster contracts because of the wear and tear. And I think right. teams rightfully feel we can go ahead and draft uh, a player 
uh, comparable or or less comparable or maybe more comparable at that position. We just don't see a lot of teams going out of their way. So his positional value hurts him in this stalemate because no one's gonna, no one's really going to trade for him and give him a new contract. That would be very out of the ordinary of the NFL. We know the NFL typically is very traditional in the way that they handle contracts and in certain situations like that. So he has no leverage. It's unfortunate. As, you know, I'm an advocate of players obviously getting as much as they think they're worth, um, but it's going to be a very tough sell. I mean, every other position, we don't see quarterbacks as often because they don't really ever make it their free agency, but every other position, you see guys getting a lot of money in free agency, and the only one really is running back. Now, running backs get paid on their on their own team, not when you head to free agency. Yeah, and then I think the stat, I can't remember, it was a couple of years ago that the longevity, the average longevity or the length of a career for a running back in the NFL is three and a half years. Well, now I know that there's a lot of guys that play longer than that, but it's not. There's a lot of dudes that come yeah. out of their rookie deals and don't get big money because of the attrition and the wear and tear on the body. Well, the, the average NFL career is three and a half years. I don't. I don't know if it broken into position, but I think you're you're accurate about that. We we just see like the top end guys, obviously. But you know, I play with like like Jonathan Stewart, man. I mean, he was yeah. It was he was fantastic. Like he he played he was playing like eleven years at at his size at his size. So um, I. Yeah, I don't know the exact number for running backs. I feel like you're three or four a team, but we've seen teams too. And this is something that's interesting as, as I bring this up. But I know Super Bowl, it's kind of a very small sample size. I'm not sure that it really works well to my argument because you, cause you can definitely say, you know, well, Todd Gurley you know, helped the Rams get to the NFC Championship game or, or excuse me, get into the Super Bowl. And you can argue that, you know, the Zeke Elliott got the Cowboys division around and, and, and Alvin Kamara got the Saints. NFC Championship. Like you can argue, you know, these sort of arguments, but we, we've yet to see. In, since since when since when Marshawn Lynch maybe in thirteen when a running back an elite elite running back sorry C J Anderson I don't I don't really know if you counted twenty fifteen for this um, but like an elite elite running back help a team win a Super Bowl because we've seen right. we've seen running back by rotation in New England do it running back by rotation in, in Philly do it yep by rotation in in New England again now CJ Anderson in 15 obviously was an elite level uh running back but is he is he up in that category of top 10 running backs in the NFL maybe that year he was 14 the Patriots again I don't they never really have a running but, back But I mean 15 they also had an elite defense too correct. I mean like there, it's not like it's never good. just a running back that's going to win you a championship but, Correct and it's not like a quarterback that can kind of get you that position but again we see like like Saquon Barkley on a bad team right uh Le'Veon Bell this year the Jets will be better but not 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 the best I mean so it doesn't it's it's the value of of winning a game from that position, I think, is so hard to maybe quantify, but also just it's not there. Um, and that's to my point about you have to pay or find the pieces that matter, really. The quarterback, the left tackle, I would even argue a right tackle now, uh, your good center, you know, you have a, one or two pass rushers, you have a linebacker that can run with some of these tight ends, and you have a couple secondary pieces. And then it's like, okay, look, let's get to our running back now. Yeah. Well, the show, looking it up, the NFL Players Association average career of an NFL player is three point three years. Running backs shortest average of two point five seven. Wide receivers two point eight one. Cornerbacks two point nine four. And that's I, I, a lot of guys this, that have a lot of physical contact. Is there a? Is it like? I always wonder this. So is this just the like an average player, like someone who just 
is in the NFL on the roster as a rookie, they might not play at all. I've always wondered, like, what, 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 what is this? What makes this number? Just anyone who's on the roster counts toward this number. Yeah, do, yeah. Does, it, does the career great? just start when you're on the field, or if you're not? Yeah, I think that's probably arbitrary. Maybe we'll be able to find that out during the break. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. You want to join the program? When we come back. We're going to dive into a little bit of this eighteen game situation. Your tweet, Jeff, at least made me think about it from a different perspective. Whether or not it happens. Who knows? But you can understand the impetus from the league perspective, from a financial standpoint, as to why they might do it. Be right back on Outkick, the coverage. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O-Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestine tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Redestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome back. Geico Outkick Studios, little black from 10 for you. Clay Travis out this week. He's traveling out in Denver on vacation. He'll be back next week. That means I'm in with Jeff Schwartz. I'm Jason Martin. He's at Jeff Schwartz. I'm at Jmart Zone. The brand is at Outkick 877-99 on Fox to join the program. Dub, let's get to that one phone call. Who was it that we had wanted to talk about the longevity issue as it related to NFL careers? Yeah, we got Renee out in California. All right. Renee, how are you this morning? Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Morning. Hey, listen, I was just getting off work, and I caught the tail end of your conversation about you know, you know that the average length of an NFL career, and you know, three point something. I think you guys mentioned mm-hmm. five or something like that. Three point three, actually. Uh, is that, okay, three point three. Well, that one, that number comes from the entire roster. So, you know, if a guy like Todd Gurley, who you know might have a seven, eight year career as a running back, you know, as a starter and a stud and everything. But his backup, one of his backups, John Kelly, was drafted last year. Now, Kelly's on the bubble this year. He might not even make the roster. So if he doesn't, his career is going to be one year, and that's going to really pull that average number way down. And every team has guys like that. It's the churning of the lower part of the roster to the middle part as teams try to build up depth. So, so that's why the number is kind of as low as it is. It's not about the starters. It's about the entire roster. Yeah, that, that's not wrong. I mean, yeah. certainly, yeah, you're going to have skews in both directions. You're going to have dudes that have played forever also. You're going to have – if you're talking about an entire team in going into 3.3, then you can talk about Shane Leckler, who's – I don't know. I don't know. He played in the league for about 40 years as a punter. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can go a long way and, <sighs> and have those things skewed in two different directions. But average running I mean, back is like 2.57. Yeah, Vinatieri like is another good 48 one. years old. I mean, that's like, it's it's – I, I don't know. I, I guess his family's like. I mean, he's been in Indy forever now. It's just. It's crazy to me. I could not imagine. Well, he's in my position. So Jeff, I, yeah. So I, I saw you tweet this out. Let's, I'm pretty sure I'm applying this to the right person. That when this 18 game thing reared its ugly head again, you suggested. Well, well, what your thought was was, all right. So if a starting quarterback can only play 16 games of the 18, based on that rule, if that were the rule then you would see everybody top-load and put all their best players with the quarterback to win those games, and then the other two games would basically be the equivalent of preseason games with everybody that you had to use because you couldn't use the starters, right? Yeah, so if you look at the preseason, it's a good example of the preseason. Often, if the left tackle is out during the preseason, the starting quarterback is not playing that game Mm. because, obviously, we know how important it is to have that blindside protection. It's a little different with the shotgun, and I'm not going to get into those nuances now, but nonetheless, when starting left tackle is out, typically, the starting quarterback is out in a preseason game. It could be the third game. doesn't matter. You're not typically playing that starting quarterback maybe more than a drive or two with a backup left tackle in the game, especially a young player. The same would apply in this hypothetical 18-game schedule where you can only play 16 of the 18 games is that the at least the head coach in charge of the offense, whoever it is, would have all his starter, his his high-priced best players not play all in the same two weekends. 
you have the quarterback sit out. You'd have your best offensive lineman sit out. You you have your star wide receiver sit out. You have your tight end sit out. You have your running back sit out because you want that unit to all play together. If you have a backup quarterback in the game, I understand the idea of people saying, well, you need the weapons for the backup quarterback, but sure, he's not going to be able to use them in the same manner that the starting quarterback is going to be able to use them in. He, the chances of winning with a backup quarterback and some stars is not as great as the starting quarterback and all the stars or the starting quarterback and half the stars because they're sitting out that week. You're not winning that week. So I think the teams would basically take those two games as, all right, those are two losses on our schedule. And if you're a fan, you 1,000% should not support this. Imagine imagine that you are, Jason, you are in Nashville right now, uh, and you have a young kid who's a Marcus Mariota fan, and the, his parents can afford one game to go to, to a year, right? We know tickets are very expensive. I appreciate everyone who buys tickets and goes to games. We know food's expensive, everything. The whole thing is very expensive. And you choose that one game to go to. And he's sitting out one of those two games, not because of injury, just because he's sitting out that week. That is not a good fan experience, obviously. Yeah, well, is that worse than the play. NBA, where you're having low management and LeBron yeah, doesn't no, play when they come and, to your town? Correct, and this is why NBA, does. no one watches the regular season. The ratings are down the regular season. They're, they're up regionally, because regional networks are doing well for baseball and basketball, but nationally, they're not doing as well. Um, and, and the NFL really has never had that problem, because players play all 16 weeks if they're healthy, maybe not week 17, and there's a sense of urgency in the sport because of the 16 games, and every week does matter, and you don't feel that sense of urgency in other sports, especially now we're in the middle of baseball season, um, and you would not you would lose a little bit of that sense of urgency if you, if you went to this schedule, um, and again, like I said, you'd see the the starters all sit out together, so you're penciling two losses basically. And no one again, no one pays to see backup quarterbacks play. Now you could exempt the quarterback from this the rule. 18, this rule, but again, I, I would tell you, man, if if coaches feel comfortable where they are with their record, they're they might not play that quarterback with a backup left tackle in the game because they don't have to. I get if there's injuries, you have to figure out a way to do that, but this is not an injury situation. And just from an offensive line perspective is we have a starting unit, right? Of course, there's injuries, guys are not, but what what if we're just, they're like, hey guys, this week our two guards are not going to play. Like that, that, that's, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous just to shove in two backups because of this weird new scheduling quirk. I think, Jason, that the NFL threw this out there to see the reaction to this idea because there's reports that this was actually not a real idea um, and it's a way for the NFL to get to 18 games and not do it fully because I, I actually believe that they would only pay the players for 16 games so we get paid technically mm-hmm. by the game right so we get paid every week during the season even on bye weeks so 17 weeks and we're basically paid for the 16 games we play uh, we're not paying the offseason some bonuses are attached but very little paying the offseason and maybe I know it's a lot of money some people maybe five seven grand in the offseason is all we get from the time offseason program starts to the end of training camp it's not a lot of money compared to what our salaries are so um uh, the the idea of playing this 18-game, 16-game thing for the players, I think they would only try to pay us for the 16 games, even though they're making all this revenue now off the other two games. So what Alex said is true. I think it's a non-starter for players unless we are getting a lot back for this, whether that's better uh, health insurance when we're done playing. Um, I, I Again, just like I feel like guaranteed contract, Jason, should not be 
for all NFL players, right? There's too many players, too many guys don't play long. You mentioned the number. Insurance kind of is the same way. I feel like every year you're in the league, maybe you get a couple years tacked on to insurance. I mean, I played eight years in the NFL. My insurance is up in ne- next year, I believe, for the NFL. I mean, wow. I, I had six surgeries in the NFL. Uh, I dislocated my toe, and I got to go find insurance now. NFL should cover me. I played eight years in the NFL. I should get longer than five years of health insurance post-career. So there's other things that we should fight for. So that's why I think it's, a, it's an utter disaster if this were to go that direction. No one, not a single person I saw, player, pundit, fan, liked this idea of the 18-game schedule with only 16 games for each player. Would this eliminate the bye weeks also? Uh, or would you still have a bye week on top of this? Because technically you could use it as a bye week. And then the other question I have, just from a hypothetical standpoint, would this be yeah. a strategic deal where, all right, I'm playing against New England. I don't want to show them anything, so I'm not going to play anybody. I'm going to make the playoffs anyway, and then we'll uh, see them later. But I, I, that's a dangerous nah, game to play because then you might yeah. lose home field advantage to them. I, I, I think it was Bill Barnwell who tweeted this out. Like, Coaches don't even know don't even know how to use their challenges properly. Now we trust them to figure out like how to use their roster properly. Like, like it was something like along those lines. Maybe it was Robert Mays, Bill, you know, Bill Barber, one of those the, the, one of those very smart yeah. guys. Yes, cover the NFL. So it, it was it, it, true, right? Like, there's only just just we just as we know, there's only like ten to fifteen good NFL head coaches, really. Or there's a lot of unknowns we have this year, obviously, with new coaches. But like, not everyone's gonna be able to figure this out. In, in, in a good manner and so I don't I don't know why we would add more to the coaches plate to try to figure out how this is going to work look the ideal thing is if we're going to 18 games you give two bye weeks right sure um, of course and the season lasts from, from Labor Day um, until mid-March I guess and you eliminate know. a couple of preseason <laughs> games right yeah but you probably still have to have you probably still would have a, a three or four week camp um, well, that'd be fine, but I think you, I, two preseason games probably, and then probably, I think you'd also probably have to do combined practices where you had most, teams. Which most teams already do combine to make up. Well, I mean like, more of them, but yeah, there's more. I would say like like New England, for example. I, I, I think I'm right on this. They value like those more than they value like the preseason game. <laughs> Is being able to work in that. Set. I've done one of those before. Um, it was actually it was in Pittsburgh too. I, I it wasn't very intense. I thought it was going to be crazier, and I think maybe because Coach Caldwell and Coach Tomlin, you know, they told all of us no fighting, and, and guys kind of kept it, um, you know, kind of calm in that manner. It wasn't as crazy as, as I thought. But it's good work because the Steelers run a defense that we almost never see in the NFL anymore. So you get to work against different guys. When I was this was, and I was in Detroit, you get to go visit uh, their camp and the way that they do things, but. Again, maybe so two preseason games, and I saw someone suggest this. It makes sense, Jason. Maybe a third game of just like backups, <laughs> like the stars just don't play. Like it's a third game, like make the roster type of game. Because well, cause yeah, the, that's the whole value of the preseason. Because you're, you're watching preseason basically. Right. You're watching for five positions. Yeah. You're watching for like five guys that may or may not make the team that are doing whatever they like, can to find a home. Hey, did, did I tell you that, or did Dave McGinnis tell you that? I've had multiple people tell me Thank that. You, I've had Mark Mariani tell me that. I've had a lot of people that ended you. up making teams, making special teams and things like that because they're out there. They're trying to make the team. It's not for right. Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown and Zeke Elliott. It's for the dudes that are on that bottom of the 53. But I'm glad you mentioned like four or five guys because there's a common misconception that all 90 guys on the roster are fighting for jobs. Not not really, guys. No. 40 is 53-man roster, right? We got two or three quarterbacks, three specialists. So, so that's now down to, you know, now down to, to 48, let's say. 
out of those 48 guys, I mean, like 43 are about chosen before camp starts. And, and you know, whether it's because of contract or because of positional need, whatever the reason is, they're already on the roster. They have to do something really terrible during training camp to not make the team. So there's like five spots you're fighting for. A lot of those guys, to your point, fifth linebacker, sixth linebacker, special teams guy, right? Uh, a, a sixth cornerback or sixth defensive back who's a special teams guy. You know, maybe the, the one swing offensive lineman you have, right? One pass rusher. Like, there's not many spots actually up for grabs in the preseason. Those games are valuable. So if you go to two preseason games, you're losing a lot of opportunities for those guys to play. We know the first game and the fourth game, typically, a lot of those backups play really a lot in the fourth game. And you lose that because the starters would have to play in the first game and the second game. They'd take up maybe a half of the second game and and you'll get that opportunity if you're a young player to show what you can do if you only have two preseason games. Jeff Schwartz, Jason Martin. We're in for Clay Travis all week on Outkick the Coverage. John Morosi will join us tomorrow. We'll talk some baseball. That'll be fun. I've also got a topic that actually, this is why we say tweet us or give us a call. We were asking based on the Wimbledon final and just the greatness that we're getting to witness and just how many wonderful athletes we're getting to watch over this past 20, 30 years, at least for me, where I've really been able to contextualize and pay attention to these careers. Who do I feel? Who do you feel most privileged to have watched throughout their careers? I went with Tiger Woods at the top of my list. I'd, I'd watch him do what he does before I'd watch anybody in sports do what they do. It'd be him and Jordan probably would be uh, number two and then John Elway. But there's a topic off of that topic that we will talk about tomorrow. But, Jeff, how about Robbie Gould getting paid? Robbie Gould with guaranteed money getting paid. $15 million guaranteed for a kicker in San Francisco. I I am stunned, stunned that this is an actual thing that happened. So Robbie Gould had kind of held out. He wanted to go back to Chicago where he started his career. And the Bears really have actually been cursed a kicker since, yeah. since he left. Um, and... They gave him a new deal. A, a kicker in the National Football League held out on the franchise tag, by the way. And the franchise tag was $5 million a year, I want to say. That's more than he's ever made in his career, obviously, in one single season. Um, I Wow, a new, a new NFL. I, I, I don't know what to say. Robbie Gould reaches agreement on a two-year, $10.5 million fully guaranteed deal that including an option clause can turn into a four-year, $19 million deal with $15 million guaranteed. This is a 36-year-old kicker who held out and got paid. <laughs> Capitalism, y'all. Uh, uh, I, I think part of this you know, is that you know, the position actually, believe it or not, has gotten more valuable with the extra point being moved back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to make those, those, good point. those kicks now a little differently. Um, and so Robbie Gould's very good. And San Francisco is very windy. Not as windy. It's actually, to be fair, it's not even close to San Francisco, the stadium. Uh, not as windy as, 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 as the stick. But nonetheless, a little weather there. So it, it, to be able to be a good kicker in that stadium is, is important. I don't even know. They're, not even, they're like an hour and a half from San Francisco. I think they're the. I, I played everywhere except that stadium in Cincinnati. I want to say, uh, well, the new, the new, uh, the new Metrodome or yeah, whatever Minnesota, right, but they're right, the right. same place. I, I have to think that that stadium is the furthest away from the actual city they're supposed to be playing in. Yeah, that's like, probably true. Like two seasons. Far. Yeah, two seasons with the Niners. Gold seventy-two of seventy-five. In field goals, led the league in field goal percentage at 97.1 last season. If there's value to be had, and you made a really good point about the extra points, that's something that I don't think that we think about enough, is that that has definitely changed 
Uh, and it has made that position a little bit more valuable to be accurate. And he's been very good for a long time, and there are teams that can't find a kicker, and one of them probably lost in the playoffs because of that last year. So you want to get that right. So Robbie Gould's 36 years old and got paid. Good for him. we got one more segment to go on the other side. We'll finish up the Monday edition of Outkick the Coverage. J. Martin Jeff in for Clay here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Welcome back to the Geico Outkick Studios, finishing up the Monday edition. Tomorrow on the program, John Morosi talks baseball with us. Always good. One of the smartest guys you'll find anywhere in media. And a great guy, too. Jeff Schwartz, Jason Martin, finishing up first day of five this week as we're in all week for Clay Travis. He'll be back next Monday. He's at Clay Travis on Twitter. Jeff's at Jeff Schwartz. I'm at Zone. Appreciate all your contributions with our big question of the day. We'll have another one for you tomorrow built off of this one that we think you'll enjoy as well. Jeff, how about this no-hitter that the Angels threw oh, man. on Friday? Wow. This, I, There were some people saying that I exaggerated this. I'm telling you, this has to be one of the greatest pitching performances ever. Just because of everything, the emotion around it, the fact that the mother threw out the first pitch, Tyler Skaggs, who passed yeah. away at 29 years old. What a just a tragic story. And there are things that you just can't script. You couldn't write a better script than what happened on Friday night. No, you definitely could not. Um, and, you know, so Tyler, um, I, I knew Tyler a little bit. His uh, He went to Santa Monica High School, which uh, is near my, my um my parents' house. His trainer was my trainer, uh, my high school trainer. I used him in college as well. Trained Tyler as well. I used to see Tyler pitching on the field um, to his mom uh, and just kind of working out. And so it was sad to see to see him pass, obviously, and then to see the reaction uh, the other night. You throw a combined no hitter. You know, Mike Trout hits the ball like 454 feet, which is obviously a combination of, of his number. There were some other weird coincidences that were very spooky about um, just the way the, the game went as well and um it was uh yeah pretty wild you know was sleeping woke up in the morning and saw this uh pretty uh mm-hmm. pretty wild man yeah it definitely was did i see that the that we saw the red sox and the dodgers i think it was red sox and the dodgers play like a five hour some game this weekend um they've got to do something about this i mean what are you what are you gonna do they, they i know i speed know up. It's it's this is part of baseball, right? I mean, the, the, the lack of what it feels like sense of urgency, kind of in the sport. I mean, it's it's hard because they've tried to speed up the game. They don't have the pitch clock in this year, but they have the clock uh, between the, between innings, obviously. And you know, it, it's tough to to get the game sped up, especially this time of year. Now, look, now football's coming up. I mean, you know, weirdly enough, my baseball team is only four and a half out of the wild card, which is crazy because the Giants hit like two thirty all year um, uh, but th- there actually are a lot of teams though that are still kind of in it and if you're a fan of one of those teams you probably have to feel good about at least watching baseball down the stretch especially in the National League there's a lot of teams that are still uh, still still in it tomorrow on the program we will talk about that Baxter Holmes article which is yes, a fascinating I love, deal I love yeah, to talk about that yes. yeah it's really good so if you want some homework tonight Outkick Army search for Baxter Holmes' two part article oh, on, did part two come out yet? I don't know if it did it come out I thought it may have come out yesterday see, I've only read the first part it's it's it, you know we, I just want to touch on it for just a second just kind of preview 
I'm going to go find it. You know, I, I do think that this topic, and, and if you want to read it tonight and be ready to call in tomorrow about the sports specialization of kids, is what it really this this article came down to. Um, it, uh, yeah, I think part one is. Um, oh, part two is out. Okay, like. yeah, I thought it might have come um, out. I yeah, haven't I, had a I chance to, read, to sit down and read it yet. I need to read part two. Um, it, it's it's this is a problem. I'm talking about baseball. That it's. Been, been in baseball, like kids blowing out their elbows um, with the rise of, of pitching and, and, and baseball, to their credit, whether it's a little league or whether it's these other AAU tournaments, they, they have limited players at throwing, uh, how much they can play. And I think it's actually helped in baseball. So um, I'd love for you to read this. I have my thoughts on the idea of sports specialization, which just plainly speaking, data shows it. Athletic performance shows it. Play multiple sports as a kid. Um, if you're the parents listening to this, I understand your thought process. I coached high school baseball for six years when I was playing in the NFL in the off seasons in South Carolina. I get it. You think that you you put your kid in these. And some, I'm not saying don't play travel ball. You, know, you put them in these tournaments. There's more scouts there. They have a chance to be seen more. They have a chance to play against better competition. They have a chance to then get a scholarship. And then college, we know, is is very expensive. And the chance to I I, I understand all that. But, but the, the kids have got to have fun along the way. Otherwise, they're going to get hurt. And if you don't ma- load manage, we're talking about the NBA, load manage yeah, your kid, right. which seems kind of odd to say, you, your kid is going to get washed out and they're unfortunately going to get hurt. Yeah, and you certainly, that's, that's not ideal. That's not what you're looking for. So we will deep dive into that tomorrow and we'll both actually read the second part of that and be able to discuss that with you tomorrow on the program. Dodgers... Or Yankees right now, and we'll certainly ask John Morosi this question tomorrow. Who do you like right now, Jeff? There's a whole lot of hitting certainly in New York. The Dodgers have been on the doorstep a couple of times, haven't been able to cash it in. Do you think it's finally their year? You know, it's so early. I know there's still a lot of baseball to be played. You know which baseball team I root for, right? So you kind of yes. know answer. I'm going to yeah. I was trying to set answer. you up to do what um, you had to do here. Yeah, the, yeah. I'm going to. I'm taking the Yankees. I, I do not like the Dodgers. Um, yeah. Look, eventually the Dodgers have got to win. It's, I think at some point. Um, the thing with the Dodgers this year, though, is is their pitching is the recipe for them to win, which they haven't had previously. I mean, Kershaw's the third pitcher right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you have that third starter. That that wins you playoff series. That wins you the World Series. Is having that third guy, um, and they're all elite. You know, Kershaw can only go five or six innings in the playoffs. Uh, I, unfortunately, probably the Dodgers. All right. Fortunately for us, we'll be back tomorrow, same bat time, same Outkick channel, and we'll see you then. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at six a.m. Eastern, three a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.